Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Am I on? <laughs> you know, I like saying that. Am I on? People always say it when they come on stage. It's amazing. So before we proceed, I want to highlight a slide. I feel like I'm in a vacuum. Yeah. So before we uh, proceed, I want to highlight a slide there about empowering leaders. Emilia, if you can just put it up for us, please. So, in this church, we like raising leaders. Just waiting for my slide. There it is. You see the people there. Do, do you recognize those two people there? Yeah. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Just nobody said it the whole day. So, <laughs> Anyway, so we have Empowering Leaders coming up on the 3rd of August. So as a church, we believe in raising leaders. So if you're a connect group leader or you, you are raising leaders or you're discipling, you're, doing, you're leading people, this is the place for you. So if you haven't done Empowering Leaders, please sign up. It's really important. You need to pay your $50 so we can know how many people we're catering for. But it's really important. This is how we grow. When we lead others, we grow as well and stuff. So this is to equip us as leaders. Okay. So it's important. Sign up at the back if you would like to attend that. Okay. So we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for the past two Sundays. The first Sunday, Pastor Chris gave us an introduction, which was amazing. Still feeling like Jesus in my volume here. But anywho. So... The first time Pastor Chris gave us an introduction to Holy Spirit and, and everything about the Holy Spirit. Then last week, Philip spoke in the evening and Pastor Hilma spoke in the morning. We started talking about the gifts of the Spirit. So before we even dive in there, um, sorry, you, you there, um, gentlemen right there, yes, next to you. Okay, so I have a word for you and I really feel like God wants to speak to you this evening. So when we're worshiping, yes. <laughs> so when you were worshiping, could you please stand? Thank you. So when we were worshiping, I saw you walking. And as you were walking, there were footsteps that were happening there before you. So wherever you put your f- feet on, there was light. But you kept going, and it was like you were following the light of God. And I felt the Lord saying to you that your path will be clear to you if you hold on to Jesus. So if you turn to any other direction, there will be darkness around you. But even the decisions that you need to make, the things that you're planning right now, if you submit th- those things to God, he will show you what is right and what you need to do. Okay? Especially in this season, I think you have p- some plans you've been chewing over. And God is going to give you guidance on those plans. So don't do your own thing. Trust him, and he will show you what to do. Okay. Okay. Amen. Please, let's just stretch our hands towards him and just pray. Father, we just thank you for guidance. We thank you for clarity of vision, Lord. But we thank you for just commitment to you. We thank you for a surrendered heart. We thank you for a yielded spirit. So we thank you, God, that you are going to guide him. You're going to direct him in the things that he's planning to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. And then Malcolm and Lizzie, could you please stand? So when we were worshiping, I saw you with a lot of money. And I felt the Lord saying you are kingdom finances, that God is going to build your business. He's going to build you as entrepreneurs, as business people, but to fund the kingdom. So it's not for you and your own. It's not for your little house to say now we're boiling in money. Um, it's really to fund the kingdom of God. And I believe that even though you're on a journey in terms of your business and stuff, God is going to give you wisdom and other ideas. Things that you haven't even thought about right now are going to come to you. And you're going to know that this is the work of the Lord. And you will prosper whatever you put your hand to. I hear the Lord saying prosperity over you. But it is prosperity for the kingdom. So when the money starts rolling in, please remember it's prosperity for the kingdom. Okay, let's just stretch our hands to them and just bless them. Father, we thank you for Malcolm and Lizzie. We thank you for the gift of entrepreneurship, Lord God. We thank you for financial breakthrough. We thank you that they are called to be kingdom finances. So we bless your heart, God, for the blessing that they are to the church. We just honor you and glorify you for their lives in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Okay. Okay, let's just pray for the word as we dive in. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are God who speaks all the time. God, we thank you that as we yield to you tonight, Lord, we just want to hear what you have to say. Come, Lord, speak to us clearly and guide us and lead us in the way that you want us to go. We surrender completely to you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, I'm going to do something a bit different tonight, just slightly. Cynthia, could you please come back up? Thank you. Please could you uh, put her on, Sven? So as we were worshiping tonight, I really sensed strongly in my spirit that there's such a graceful healing that's flowing in this place tonight. And I really believe that God is speaking to people. That last song, Let the Heavens Open. It's fantastic. So, so I really sense tonight that there is a gift of healing that's flowing in this place. I really was sensing so much of the power of the Lord. And I want to trust God tonight for healing for people who are dealing with physical ailments. So if, you're, if this is you tonight, I sense that God wants to minister to people. So as Cynthia is just going to play the keyboard, I want us to just, where you are, if you know you're dealing with physical ailments in your body, can you just raise your hands? If there's something physical, I'm not going to call out things or anything like that because I believe there's a grace tonight for God who wants to heal us. Okay. So if you are around these people, can we just stand? Can everybody just stand um, in this place tonight? And I want you to extend your faith as we... Uh, please just increase the volume of the keyboard a little bit. So as we just stand before the Lord, I want, you know, we had, last week we spoke about speaking in tongues. Remember, the sermon was about tongues. So I want us to just start stirring up our faith right now. If you speak in tongues, let's just start praying in tongues where, where we are before we start praying for these guys and trusting for, for healing for them tonight. So Father, we just thank you. Father, we honor you. Where you are, just start praying. Just start praying where you are right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. We're just stirring up our faith tonight. <laughs> we thank you, God, for the gifts of the Spirit. We thank you for the power of the Spirit in this place tonight, God. We thank you for what you're doing in this place tonight, God. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay, so what I want you to do now, if you're, if you're near somebody whose hands are raised, I want you to just lay your hands on them and believe that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in your hands right now tonight as we pray. So I see there's Margaret there. I see there are people. Please raise your hands high so we can see you. So if you're around somebody, and if, the, if, there's only, if there's a person with only one person laying hands, if you are somewhere and your hand is not up, please find people and lay your hands. We're standing together in faith as a family tonight. Wherever you are, don't just be spectating. Wherever you are, if there's somebody with their arm raised, I want you to just go to those people tonight, lay your hands on them. So as we dive in, I want them to tell you where the place of their pain is. So you guys who raised your hands, just tell the people praying for you, where's the place of your pain tonight, if you can. <laughs> if it's not, you know, sensitive. Jesus, we declare your healing tonight, Lord. Oh, yeah. oh, we believe it, we believe it. Put your faith in there. Put your faith in there. Declare, prophesy healing over these people right now. Put your faith in there. Oh, we declare your healing tonight, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
We declare your healing in this place tonight, God. We declare your healing in this place tonight, God. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, the people that receive prayer, how are you feeling? We are a, a church that believes in the move of the spirits. Okay, tell us now. Who's feeling brave? How are you feeling? If you receive prayer tonight, are you feeling any different? Are you feeling the same? You feeling the same? Okay, just hot. So you know when there's heat, you know what's happening there, right? That the Lord is moving. So if you're feeling any kind of heat in your body, just know that it's the spirit of the Lord that's moving already, that's ministering healing to you. So I want you to believe that tonight, when you go home tonight and you go and you are sleeping, trust that the Holy Spirit is going to continue to move. And we want to hear your testimonies. I think you can text Pastor Philip here or the evening service team and say, you know what, I woke up Monday morning, the thing was gone. Okay, so we're trusting God for that tonight, okay? So amen, thank you Jesus. Alright, so we're going to dive into our sermon for the evening. <laughs> Jesus. So, as I said, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, right? I love him. He's amazing. Uh, do you love him? Yes. Do you even know him? Yes. Okay, that yes was lower than the other yes. I'm concerned, okay? I'm concerned. So, last week, we, I mean, for the whole, for the last two Sundays, the scripture we've used has been from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. So, it says this. Now, scripture, next slide. Huh. Uh. Okay, so it says here, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Watch that bold there, okay? To one there is given through the Spirit the message or the word of wisdom. To another the message or the word of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that, that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits, which is also known as discerning of Spirits to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. Okay, so that's the scripture that we are parking our sermon on tonight. So the, we spoke about three categories. Pastor Hilma introduced them last week. So the first one was inspirational gifts, which is prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. This is what we discussed or we spoke about last week. And then... The next one is revelation gifts and then power gifts. So revelation gifts are what we're talking about tonight. So we, oh yes, Cynthia, thank you. <laughs> wow. I was really enjoying the ambiance, guys. You know, it was really stirring my spirit. Why y'all gotta kill my joy here? <laughs> Sorry, Cynthia, thank you. <laughs> I was in the spirit, Jojo. You know, there, there are some places the, the keyboard plays the whole sermon. And then when I go, hey, they go, Twing! you know, it's like that. I don't know. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I, apparently not here in this house. We don't do those things. Anyway, so tonight we're talking about revelation gifts. <laughs> so, the revelation gifts are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Exciting, exciting stuff, okay? So, when we think about these things, the first one there is the word of knowledge. So the word of knowledge is a revelation by the Holy Spirit of information not formally known that it's either past or present. Okay. So this is knowledge that is not from your own intellect. 
It's not something you read about in a book that you learned or that somebody told you. You know, it's one thing now, you come to me and you say, like people know I'll be traveling soon. Then you come, you say, you know, I really sense the Lord is saying you are leaving. <laughs> but they heard about it from somebody else. That is not a word of knowledge, okay? You just heard from somebody. So when we're talking about a word of knowledge, we're not talking about something that you can naturally know yourself. So we're talking about something that happens through the Holy Spirit. So a lot of the times in this church, you will hear some, like Pastor Chris or Pastor Hilma or somebody, or even like this evening, somebody saying, <laughs> like shelter. <laughs> so you will hear somebody saying, I, I sense there's somebody with a backache, or there's somebody with a headache. That's a word of knowledge. So the Lord has revealed that there's somebody who's struggling with a backache, there's somebody with some kind of headache or whatever, just so that th that person can be healed. So the word of knowledge happens so that God can influence that person in a particular way. So it's something that you don't know. You don't know it, you never knew it, you just found out. But because it's a word of knowledge, it's not an essay of knowledge, okay? So that means that you don't know everything. You know how sometimes you get, maybe I get a word, Mildred is traveling or whatever, and the Lord says, Mildred, I see you, the Lord drops in my heart, Mildred is traveling in August. So now I want to, I want to add my own things. Yes, I see it's South Africa, and then you're going to go there, you're going to be there for three months. The Lord never said any of that. The Lord just said, August, she's leaving. That's the information that you have. So a word of knowledge is a word or a phrase or something. It's not going to be a long story. Sometimes we get detail, but often not, because it's only God who knows everything. So this gift shows God's heart for people. So like often in this church, you'll hear somebody saying, you know, I, I really sense that there's a broken heart, and God wants to heal that broken heart. So you don't end with, I sense there are people here with broken hearts. Okay, moving on. Um, so let's just go now. You don't do that because why? What's the purpose of the gift? It says it's for the good, common good of who? Of everybody, right? So it's not just so you know things. It's so that you can actually do something with what you know. So when God drops it, usually in a worship session or we're worshiping, we're praising God, God will drop things. This is why we're doing this, this, this series on the Holy Spirit, so we can be sensitive to his move because he's always saying something to somebody. He just needs us to be paying attention. Okay? So in the Bible... We have some biblical examples. I love this. So Samuel, you know the prophet Samuel, Old Testament, that guy? 1 Samuel 9, this is what happens. Before the Israelites got a king, they were like, oh, we want a king. We want to be like everybody else. We want a king, right? And then the Lord decided, okay, let me give these people a king. So now Saul was from his father's house. Saul was from a rich family. They lost their donkeys, or the donkeys just went to walk about. So when the donkeys went, Saul's like, okay, no, the father says, take a servant, go look for the donkeys, you know, Saul, whatnot. Saul takes this guy, they go looking for the donkeys. They're like looking, looking. They're like maybe past Vintuk here. They go to Vanaheda, past Vanaheda, maybe Okahanya. I don't know if you know if the direction is right. But then they keep going. So they're going far, right? And they're looking for these donkeys, but they don't find them. So eventually Saul's like, can we go back home? Because now my dad's going to get worried. And the guy says, oh, you know, there's a prophet in the neighborhood. Maybe we can go ask him because he knows things. So they eventually get to Samuel. And then Samuel says to Saul, look here. Dude, those donkeys that you are looking for, before Saul says anything to the man, the man says to Saul, oh no, hello, hello, you're going to eat with me tonight. And don't worry about those donkeys, they've been found. What is that? That is a word of knowledge. How did he know that, that the guy was coming to ask about donkeys? The guy hadn't asked yet. So things like that, so that was Saul. And then there's this guy, Ananias, in the Bible, that's Acts. Please, uh, just could you pass me my Bible? It's in my bag. So in Acts 9, after Saul, before he became Paul, the other Saul now in the New Testament, the apostle. So when Saul was on his way to kill everybody who loved Jesus, on his way to Damascus, 
So what happened was he encountered Jesus and then he got blind, right? So when he was there, there was a guy there in Damascus called Ananias. So Ananias is there worshiping the Lord, praying up a storm. That's the Acts 9, 11 to 16. He's praying, praying, and then the Lord says, Ananias, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a name called Tarsus. He's praying there. So the guy got to hear the guys on straight. It's like go to the house of shelter on Shipman Street. You don't know where I live, but there the Lord tells you. So go, that's the word of knowledge in, in operation. So then what happened is, Ananias, after debating with the Lord, because Saul was killing people, then he eventually went, and then Saul was waiting for him. And then Saul got to meet the brethren, and then after that he was sent out and he became an apostle. Okay? So that's the word of knowledge. And then here's an exciting one for everybody who thinks that God sees in part. Ananias and Sapphira. So in Acts 5, verse 1 to 11, the church, Acts is a great book to read when you want to hear about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the church was selling, people were selling their houses and their clothes and whatever else they were selling, right? And then Ananias and Sapphira sold their property. Sold their property and they went to the man of God now with their money. Probably three quarters or half, I don't know what they did there. So then the guy says, is this everything? Yes, yes, <laughs> this is everything. And then Peter says, but why are you like this? Trying to deceive the Holy Spirit. He did not force you to give this money, now you come here lying. Word of knowledge, he died also there. But the fact of the matter is, Peter got to find out how through the Spirit of the, the Lord, because Peter even says there, you know, wh why would you deceive the Spirit of God like this? Why, why, why? Word of knowledge, right? And then Jesus and the Samaritan woman, Pastor Hilma spoke about this in the morning. When the woman meets Jesus at the well, and then, oh, I, I want to read this one. It's, it's actually quite interesting. Jesus, Jesus was on another level. But we know that we're supposed to be like Jesus. So we can't be thinking, but this is Jesus. You know, we can't have those kinds of thoughts. It's Jesus, he could do these things. Jesus was a man. He was limited to the body, to the man. What he was doing was showing us how to live a life of power, right? So he meets the woman. He says to the woman in Acts, I mean, it's John 4 there. Verse 16 says, go and get your husband. Jesus told her. She says, I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right. <laughs> you do not have a husband. For you have five husbands. And you aren't even married to the man you're with now. So I'm assuming that's number six at this point. You certainly spoke the truth. How did he know that? Word of knowledge. By the Spirit. Because remember when Jesus got baptized, the dove came, the Spirit of the Lord, and all that. Yeah? So we get that. And then Elisha and Gehazi, people, let's not try to trick the Lord or the man of God or anything like that. So Elisha and Gehazi, Elisha in Kings. I'm going to read this one. This is exciting. So Elisha in Kings there, he helps this guy Naaman. Naaman was from the Arameans or whatever. He had leprosy. So he came. He was told, go dip yourself seven times in the Jordan River, right? So Naaman dips himself in the river. He gets healed. So then Naaman says, no, let me give you this, this stuff that I have. I want to pay you because this was so awesome. I want to bless you. So Elisha says, no, it's, it's okay. No, I'm good. You know, you don't have to, to give me anything. But Gehazi, the servant of the prophet, was sitting there thinking, hmm, how can this be after all this? So now Elisha sent the commander away to go back to his town or country or whatever. So he was on his journey. And then Gehazi, the servant, runs after the guy and says, oh, Oh, then the guy says, oh, is something wrong? He stops, gets off his trolley or chariot. <laughs> is something wrong, he says. And then what happens? Then Gehazi says, no, you see, two prophets came from Ephraim, and we, my master wants two gowns to give them and maybe some shekels of silver because they came and they are hungry or whatever. 
So then the guy says, of course, because he wanted to give the, the prophet anyway. Gives the guy. Guy went, went back to the house, hid the stuff. Then Elisha says, so where have you been? The guy says, nowhere. <laughs> Elisha says, did you, did you not know that I was with you in spirit when you followed Naaman and you took things? Is this the time to take payment? Douche leprosy hit just there. Word of knowledge. So if you see, when the word of knowledge happens, right? When it happens, it doesn't just come for the sake of no reason, okay? It shows God's heart in a matter. It brings some kind of transformation. So when we're in this church and we're telling people, oh, I sense that there's somebody with a backache. If that's you, don't be shy. Because there is a moment of healing for you in that minute. If there's a thing that says there's people with depression, if, you, if it's you, don't be shy. Don't think these people are watching me. Because in that moment, it's a Kairos moment for you to get healing. Okay, so there is a reason for that. So those are those guys, okay? So how does this gift manifest? Now we're talking, we talked about the Bible guys. And you're thinking, yeah, that's those guys, right? So normally it's a thought or an image that comes to mind or in a moment, like when we have during the worship. I sense there's somebody with a headache. You, when you left your house, you did not sense, sometimes you do, know there's somebody who's going to be there with a headache, but sometimes you don't. So you're in the service and you feel like, then you, like what's happened to me before is I'm in the service and I just get a splitting headache. I didn't have a headache. It just comes from nowhere, and I know somebody is here with a headache. That's one of the signs for me. Or you start getting a pain in a place that you don't have pain, and you're like, then the minute you say the word, the pain goes. That's happened to me before. I come in, I'm feeling some type of emotion, and then the Lord is saying there's somebody who was dealing with depression. I release the word, then I'm fine. So the, I, it comes in different ways. So you can have a thought or image. Then there's an inner knowing. So that thing where you're in here, and you just feel like there is somebody here who is struggling with heartache. You don't know how you know. You don't know what's going on. It's a sense that you have, okay? And then dreams and visions. Hmm. I'm going to share something about some friends of mine. I'm not going to say who they are. So the word of knowledge can also operate in dreams and visions. So a while ago, some months ago, I had a dream about some friends of mine. So I, in my dream, the wife was telling me something and everything. So I woke up the next day. I'm like calling them, calling them. And then the husband thought the wife told me because it was very accurate. So later he calls me. He's like, no, fam, tell me again what happened. So I'm like, no, this is what I dreamed. No, man. They, so the husband thought the wife told me, but nobody told me. I had a dream about it. So that's like a word of knowledge that can come to you in a dream. Okay? So those things happen. And then in the knowing, in a service, you, I got a guy's name the one time. I freaked out myself because I was so surprised that I, that was the guy's name because I just, I don't know. I was just, it just came to me. I don't know how. I'm like, oh, is your name what, what? Oh, that was the guy's name. What, what? And it was exciting, you know? So the word of knowledge comes in different ways. And often when peop before people give a prophetic word, there's always a sense, something. And then when you get that word of knowledge, it's, remember we said it's past or present. So it's not future. It's either the state of the person's life in that moment or something that happened to him. So you can get a thing off somebody that say, okay, I see in your childhood you were abused. That's a word of knowledge, but that's from the past. It's something that happened. And then I see now that you're now struggling with relationships. I actually had a dream yesterday um, about somebody, and I, I'm trusting that that person is in the service tonight, and if you are, please come and see me after the service. And this somebody is a lady who struggled with relationships. So they've been in a series of relationships, and in my dream, it was like there were a series of relationships, but they didn't realize that there was something going on in their heart. They just thought that these things were not working out. And then the people in the dream, the guys, were like, no, but you let me on, you let me on. So there were like a number of guys, they came in, you let me on, you let me on, you let me on. So then I was like, so in the dream it was like I was the person. So I'm like, oh, how did I lead you know, on? The, I didn't even know what was going on. So when I woke up, the Lord told me there is somebody 
who I believe is in the service tonight, who's had a series of relationships and pe left people, left people, left people, and you've thought those people have issues, but there's something that God wants to heal in your heart. So when I woke up, I'm like, I knew it wasn't me because I've only ever been in one relationship. So I was like, I need nobody <laughs> on. I'm just like, stop me. But yeah, so God, why does God do these things? It's because he wants us to walk free. Yeah? So if you're here and you are that lady, please come and see me. Then I can give more detail about what I, what I saw in my dream about you. But God wants you to be whole. Okay? Then the next one here. Word of wisdom. Just. So the ability to supernaturally apply knowledge to speak into someone's life or into a specific situation with great understanding and a godly perspective with insight into future events or decisions and their impact. So this is not just like wisdom nje. You know we can be wise, just nje, wise. Okay? Which means you can say good things. You know, I lived in South Africa for a year. That's where I got the nje. So just nje. But the thing is, so now we can be wise, like every day, like you know, I'm wise enough to know not to drive without my seatbelt on. That's like regular wisdom, right? I'm wise. I hope people put their seatbelts on when they drive. So now this wisdom is supernatural. It's dropped in the moment. So this wisdom, this gift enables one to see solutions supernaturally, where everybody's confounded. Nobody knows what's going on. And all of the Holy Spirit comes, doop, and you open your mouth, and you just, something comes out, and you are surprised. This has happened to me where I've said something, and I'm like, that's very wise. I don't know where that came from. I'm like, oh my gosh. <coughs> Excuse me. But then I've prayed for these gifts, so, you know. So let's talk about biblical examples. Joseph. 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 So Joseph, after Joseph the dreamer, for those of you who don't know, you'll find him in Genesis. But we're going to talk particularly about Genesis 41 in this, in this sermon, right? So in Genesis 41, we find Joseph in prison. He's been in there for a few years, He's helped the, the baker and the wine guy. The wine guy got out of prison. The baker got killed. But he helped the people interpreted their dreams, right? So now the Pharaoh has a dream. Actually, he has a couple of dreams. I want to read this one. So Pharaoh has a dream, right? And then he wakes up. He doesn't know what's going on. So in the dream, the first dream, there are these fat cows. Seven fat cows. Next thing, seven thin cows come and chow up the seven fat cows. And then phase two, seven thin stalks of grain. I guess it's like maize or something. Fat, fat, fat stalks, right? Then thin ones come and they chow up those ones. And then now the guy wakes up. He's like thinking, okay, what does this mean? What's going on? What's the story here? What's the story? So finally, the guy who left Joseph in prison, the cupbearer, remembers, ah, there's a guy who interpreted my dream when I was in prison. He also interpreted the other guy, even though you killed him and all that. So he's there. So Pharaoh calls Joseph. And then this is what happens. Hmm. So Pharaoh says, okay, no, tell me the dream. And Joseph says, it is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. In the, God can tell you. The Spirit of the Lord can tell you. The Spirit of the Lord can tell you, right? So then he prays and no, no, no. Go on. Joseph responded after listening to the dream. Both Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what, is about, what he's about to do. So then he explains the whole, yeah, there's going to be seven years of rich fruit and all that. And then there's going to be seven years of famine. So because it was twice, it was repeated, God is going to do this thing. So after all this, <clears throat> this is what Joseph says to the man. Therefore, Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man and put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. 
Then Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect once. Then he goes on with his whole strategic plan there. Um, I don't, it doesn't say he went for a week to think about it, eh? It doesn't say here in the word of God, Pharaoh, please, Pharaoh, give me seven days. I'm going to go think about it, and I'm going to come back to you. He doesn't say that. He said the spirit of the Lord. The Lord will tell you, okay? So then, after they discuss things, and Pharaoh's like, who? Who can we put to do these things? <laughs> and then Genesis 41, this, I like this, 38, it says, So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the spirit of God? We often think the Old Testament, the Spirit wasn't moving, but clearly, the Spirit of God was there. Because we often think that because now we have a dispensation of the Holy Spirit, everybody. But then the people were pursuing God. This is what they say. Can we find the heathen king recognize the Spirit of God on this man? Then he went on to become second in command in the whole nation. Save the Jews later and all that. So what was that word of, what is that word of wisdom for? Deliverance in the future. So everything that God does, so when God gives you a word of wisdom... It's usually for some kind of future advice, future thing that's going to happen. So it's the application of knowledge that you have. What did Pharaoh, Pharaoh had the dream. Joseph had the word of wisdom. Pharaoh had the dream, the knowledge, the facts, gave them to Joseph. Through the spirit of the Lord, Joseph could interpret and say, okay, this is what needs to happen here. This is what needs to happen. Through the spirit of God, according to the word of God. So this is a supernatural gift. It's not just one of those, everybody, we've got it. It's a gift of the Spirit that I trust that even as we are speaking tonight, you are yearning, you are churning, your spirit is thinking, I want this, you know. And then we have Solomon in 1 Kings 3. Solomon is that guy, David's son, who became king after David. And when Solomon became king, the, the Lord came to him in a dream. As we said, these things can come in a dream, right? What do you want, Father? What do you want? Lord, you know, your servant is a young man. I, I just need to know how to rule these people that you gave me. Give me wisdom and understanding. And God was so impressed with the guy. He's like, okay, I'm going to give you all that and I'm going to give you riches too. So fast forward, same chapter. Two ladies, prostitutes it says in the Bible. So they were sharing a room somewhere. They both had babies. So the one slept on her baby, rolled over in the night, killed the baby. The other one, the, so there was only one baby left alive. Okay. So now the two came, this is my child, this is my child. She slept on my child, so they're both saying the same thing. No, she, this is my child, this is my child. She slept on my child. This is my child. Okay. Anyway, so Solomon's like, okay, bring me a sword to the guy who stood next to him or whatever. Guy comes. Solomon probably picks up the baby with one foot or something. I don't know what he did there. Because I think it was dangling. It looks in my mind, I think he was just like, you know. So he probably stood there before the ladies. Right. Since y'all <laughs> say that this child is yours, I'm just going to chop him in half. Oh, no, you can give her. And then Solomon's like, that's the mother right there. The, the spirit of wisdom. The gift of wisdom. Because the other one's like, yes, chop him, chop him. <laughs> like, Who does that? I'm like, come on now. So obviously then Solomon knew, yes, chop him, chop him is not the child's mother. The other one was the mother. So she got a kid and went home, right? Okay, then that poor one you can read for yourself there. It's an ex. Many things happening there in the Bible. So how does this gift manifest? Dreams, visions, inner impression, yeah? So you can have a dream. So this is what happened to me. Uh, last year I was planning to go and do film school in the U.S. So I'm there praying and I'm asking the Lord, I really want to go to film school, but I wanted to stay. I really want to go to film school. So these things were before me and I was saying to God, give me wisdom, tell me what to do. I want to go to film school. Then the Lord said, make, make a decision. So I chose film school, as one does, you know, if you are in that kind of field. 
So I chose film school, right? So while I'm like now thinking, yes, December, I'm going to film school, a week after, so I applied because the Lord said, make a decision. Applied to film school, paid 50 US dollars for my application at the time, which was about 600 bucks. Paid, a week after that I had a dream. The Lord says, there's a better option. So in my dream, I'm like, but my $50, I'm just like, but Lord. So I'm like, but now, Hapo Lord. When you said make a decision, where you, what, what did you mean? Because now my money is gone. So in the dream, we're having this debate with the Lord. He's saying there's a better option. I'm saying, but my $50. He's saying there's a better option, but my $50. So it went back and forth like that. Then I woke up. So obviously I didn't go to film school because I'm wise. I'm going to go with the Lord's ideas. But in the moment, I had these two options. So God wasn't saying film school was bad. He was saying there's a better option. So what happens with the gift of wisdom is it comes to you. You can decide whether you take the wisdom or not. But the idea is when you get a gift, when you have the gift of wisdom and God gives you wisdom for somebody, 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 you share that gift. It will lead them to live godly lives. But when you share that gift, what happens is you have the ability to foresee consequences or whatever. So then you can tell the person, look, I see what you're trying to do here. But you know what? Have you considered that this, this, this might happen? So I don't think this is what you should do. Now, A can say, thank you. Cheers. I'm still going to do it anyway. But you've done your part. So this gift allows you to see supernaturally into a future event or future consequence and tell somebody, everything looks great. You know when people come with a business deal and then they say, let's sign this thing. And on paper, everything looks amazing. Then you go to your sister who prays. Oh, I'm, I need a, you know, I need a word from the Lord. No, no, no. This is the situation. Like last week, somebody sent me a message and they asked me to, to pray and seek God for a, a decision they wanted to make, a life decision. I was very humbled by it because it's a big request. It was a, really a big life thing. So I said, okay, I'm going to ask the Lord because, ish, yeah, I don't know now. So then I said to the Lord, Lord, let me sleep so you can give me a dream because I don't want to put my own things in this word. So I slept and I, I had a dream about the person and then, I got this word for them. So the next day I said, this is what the Lord told me. And then they were like, it makes perfect sense. It was one of the options that they had two options. And then they could decide based on that information. So the word of wisdom is not, it's also not something prior to what you know. It's something dropped in you by the spirit of God that enables you to do certain things. So how do you know? Dreams, visions, and impression. Supernatural insight. And sometimes it's wisdom beyond your years. You know how some people now you've never been married, but you find you are counseling married people. And it's just, you are there, they come. In that moment, boop, and then, and you are surprised also because it's like, I don't, I didn't know, but it's the spirit of God that is allowing you to do that. So this is a gift of wisdom, as opposed to I'm just what I'm just gonna go tell everybody what I know. We don't know everything; it comes from the spirit. So this also brings clarity where there's confusion. People with the gift of wisdom, everybody will be having you know those boardrooms where nobody's agreeing on anything. This person just in the moment. I see that if we A, B, C, and then everybody's like, ah, that makes perfect sense. And then we move on. Okay, so that's one of those things. One of the examples I have also of uh, wisdom was I had a dream before I went to study at Rhodes. I dreamt that, like I was in the UK at the time, and I, I had a dream that the Lord said to me, because I was planning to do my master's and it was very expensive in the UK. So the Lord said to me in the dream, how come you've never considered South Africa? So in the dream, I'm like, huh. And then I was led to a place in the dream, uh, which turned out to be roads at the end. So I was led to a place, an institution, what, what, what. And then I woke up and I thought, I've never actually considered roads, but why? It's much cheaper. I mean, South Africa. So I Googled, Googled, and I found the very place that was in my dream. 
and I ended up going there to do my master's. So it can come in a dream, it can come however it comes, but it comes somehow, okay? Then the next one, I hope as we are speaking, you know, the Bible says earnestly desire spiritual gifts. This is why we're doing these sessions. This one, I like this one. So, I mean, I like all of them, but yeah. <laughs> Discerning of spirits. This is supernatural insight into the spirit realm. Okay. Spirit realm. This gift enables one to see or identify which spirit is at work in any given situation, whether divine or demonic or human. You know, sometimes we say discerning of spirits and we always think just demons. Demons, just demons, us demons. But discerning of spirits means all kinds of spirits. So you can discern where it's a human spirit in the sense of just pride or something just rising up in that person that's really of the flesh. You can discern if it's a demonic spirit, which we're going to dwell on that a bit more because that's the one that people really struggle with. And then you can also discern if it's the presence of God. You know when you're in church and the preacher comes to the front or the person doing transition, I really sense that the spirit of the Lord is really here and he's so tangible and you just need to reach out and just step into it. Step into it. How do they sense that? It's a discerning of spirit. What, what, what is so we often think discerning is just dark, dark. It's not. Okay, so it's also positive. You can discern positively. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. <laughs> okay, so Ephesians 6.12, right? It tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So with the gift, discerning of spirits, it's a very powerful gift to have in terms of deliverance ministry and spiritual warfare. Because imagine this. You get into a room full of all manner of things. You can't do deliverance or pray for somebody to be delivered if you can't discern what's going on with the person. So now people can come in here and walk in and say, no, I'm, I've been sent by the Lord. Okay, in this church, thankfully, we don't just give people pulpits. But people might come in and say, the Lord told me to come and speak in this church. No, no, no. And then Pastor Philip here will discern, there's a spirit of confusion that's trying to come in here. This guy. But it's not the guy. It's a spirit. Because often we find ourselves wrestling with people. Now maybe I picked up some vibe from Jojo. I'm just avoiding Jojo now. I'm just like, Ish, that Jojo is carrying something. I don't know what it is. But it's not. We are dealing with spirit. Spirit to spirit. So discerning of spirit allows you to do that. It allows you to see into the spirit realm to see what's happening. So Isaiah 61. Why do we do this? Why can we discern? Why must we discern anything? Isaiah 61 says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for prisoners. It's important for us to know that discerning the spirits is not just so we can go around saying, that one is a spirit of lust. That one there, spirit of Jeze Jezebel. There, that one there. It's not, there's no point in that. Okay, there's no point in that. The discerning of spirit happens so that we can walk in freedom. So we can enable other people to walk in freedom. So we can enable the church to walk in freedom. So that we can also have people that, when the people are coming in here and you, you know, the watchmen people generally always have a discerning spirit. Like intercessors, people who are watchmen, also in terms of prophetic stuff. Because why? You need to be able to see what's happening. To be able to guard against things in your church or whatever. Yeah? So, it's not, like I said, it's not just for discerning negative things. It's really about many things. Peter and Simon the sorcerer. So, there was a guy... So in the book of Acts, chapter 8, I really, guys, you know what? The Bible is, is an exciting book to read. The word of God is exciting. I get very excited, clearly. 
Please get excited about the Word of God. It's really such food to eat. It's amazing. And also, just to emphasize, we're fasting this week. Ne? So as you're fasting from today till Saturday when we break with Passion Night, as we're fasting, feast on the Word. Feast on it. Feast, feast, feast. This is the time when you want that, those varam chips. Just take the Bible and read it. So Acts chapter 8 tells us about Peter and Simon the sorcerer. So in Samaria or Samaria, however you want to say it, right? I don't know, guys. So I'm not from there. So anywho, so Philip went to Samaria and evangelized. <laughs> That's what I decided, Shame. So he went there and evangelized. And then there he met this guy called Simon the sorcerer. Simon the sorcerer had the whole town enraptured. They were following him because he was always divining things using dark forces. So when he met Philip, Philip's word was powerful, so he gave his life to the Lord. Then Philip told the, the apostles, Ah, Samaria, Samaria, it's happening here. Please send, come, 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 you know, because the guys had not been baptized in the Spirit of God. So now Peter and John went there. So while Peter and John are there, they're now praying for people to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ta, ta, ta. Laying hands, laying hands. Oh, slain, slain. And then Peter, and then Simon the sorcerer decided, you know what? I also want. So Simon the sorcerer then says to Peter and, and John, this is amazing. Can I also, can I give you some money? And then you give me the gift so I can also lay hands on people. Hey, this is what Simon told the guy. This is what Peter told the guy. Acts 8. So Peter says to the guy, <laughs> you, you have a bad spirit. Where is it? It's real there in the Bible, I'm telling you. So, Acts 8. Okay, so this is what happened. So, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given with the apostles, when the apostles laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, May your money be destroyed with you, for thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this, for your heart is not right with God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive you, your, <laughs> your evil thoughts. For I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy. So is jealousy a physical thing that you can see? No, it's not, right? So he could perceive, he could see the thing driving this guy in the spirit was bitter jealousy, right? So that happened there. <clears throat> And then you have Paul and this guy, Bar Jesus. It's just weird when other people have that name there. But, you know, Bar Jesus was a guy who had attached himself to a governor. So he was attached to a governor. So the governor wanted to hear Paul and, si and, and Barnabas preaching, right? And this guy was like, no, trying to block, 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 block. And then Paul addressed him straight. You have an evil spirit. You are the child of the evil one. Could he see on his forehead, child of the evil one? It was, it was rough there. It was real. <laughs> but that's what happened, okay? And then Paul and Silas saw the slave girl, and she was like, follow them. Repent. They are of God. They will get you to the Lord. And she was just following them, shouting these things. And then Paul got annoyed. Because Paul's like, man, because he could see that she was, because she was a fortune teller. So she wasn't saying these things from the right spirit. So you know in churches, especially in Africa, there are people standing on pulpits saying they are of Jesus but they are using some other type of spirits. Because remember, everything that God does for us, the enemy tries to counterfeit. So that's why you must just not let anybody, any and any person lay hands on you. You don't know those people? So just make sure you are there in a Bible-believing church 
That's why we emphasize the Bible, okay? So that you can know whatever's happening must align itself with the word of God. So anyway, so this girl, hey, get saved, get saved. Follow them, they're of God, they're of God. And then what happened was, Paul decided, I'm so over this now. You, get out of the girl. So the spirit came out immediately. So now the girl was normal. So now the people, the owners were upset <laughs> because now they were losing money. And long story short, Paul and, and Silas ended up in prison, in jail because of this whole story. But the fact is, Paul saw the spirit. It was a divining spirit and he just cast it out like that. Okay? And then Jesus and Nathaniel, you can read that. Nathaniel was sitting under the tree, you know, Philip was like, oh, there's a guy, there's a guy, you know, he's the Messiah. And Nathan was like, oh, can anything come good out of, you know, that place, Nazareth? And then when he eventually went to Jesus, Jesus was like, yes, here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And then Nathan's like, how do you know me? <laughs> and then Jesus is like, I saw you when you were sitting under the tree. And Nathaniel's like, oh, gone, you are the Lord. Because now he's like, oh, how did he see me? Word of knowledge was operating there. Yeah. And he discerned the man's spirit. He was not deceitful. So these gifts overlap a lot of the times. They overlap a lot, especially word of wisdom and the prophetic gift. You find they work in tandem. Because with word of wisdom, it's very futuristic. As is prophetic words. They're also very futuristic. Okay. So this is, this is fantastic. We are almost finishing, Pastor Philip. <laughs> so how does this gift manifest? One can discern, excuse me, through all five senses. You can discern through all five senses, right? So sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. So this is what happened to me once. Somebody came to my house, and I invited a girl to church. You know, we reach one, you know, evangelize. So I invited a girl to church, and she came to my house, but she was dressed inappropriately. But she was my size, so I offered her a skirt. I said, look, you know, you can't come to church dressed like this. Can, and because I was trying to reach out to the girl, and she was very open, here in Namibia. So then I gave the girl my skirt, then we went to church. I came home, I slept that night, and then I had a weird dream. In the dream, I knew there was some kind of spirit thing, demonic spirit working in my dream. I woke up from that dream like startled, and then my house was stinking. It was smelling so badly, like something rotting in my house. So I'm like, what is this smell? What is this smell? So I got out of my bed, I'm like, firstly because the dream was already, I knew it was a demonic presence. So I'm like, now Lord, what is it, what is it? So I'm walking around my house thinking, where's this smell coming from? It was so thick and disgusting. I walk, 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 and I find the centralized smell on the skirt. So I, then I'm like, Lord, now. Then the Lord said, spirit of lust and just filth. So I start praying, 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 because I realized what happened. And then that was it, and the spirit, the, the smell left. So not to say don't give people your clothes or anything like that. I'm just <laughs> saying, right? I'm just saying, so you can smell presence. You can smell certain things. So you can discern through smell. And then you can see, so I was praying, and I was in the UK, I was in the altar call the one time, and now, so it was Easter, so we were praying for people. And I was praying there, so the, the, this girl came before me. So I'm looking at this girl. <laughs> She's looking at my eyes, and I can see I'm looking at something, somebody else looking at me from inside her. So I'm standing there, I'm like, okay, this is clearly not, not right. So it, the eyes became yellow, it was like a weird look. So I'm looking, and I can see, but she's standing there normally, you know, wanting prayer. So I'm looking at her, so there was like this whole stare down. So I'm looking at her, she's looking at me, but she's not she, it's the thing that's within her that's looking at me. But I can see that there's a demonic presence in her. So I start praying, so I start just declaring Jesus and whatever, because I didn't want to say to her, you know, yo, what's going on in your body? So, so, so you can also see. So a lot of times, if you have this gift, you can look into people's eyes, and you can almost see when the person is not the person. 
like you can see a, the presence of something. Yeah? So this is now not for you to go around <laughs> sco scoping everybody, scoping people's eyes. And also, if you see somebody with yellow eyes, maybe it's jaundice, okay? <laughs> Don't be accusing people of things, but you can see, okay? So you can actually, so this, like we said, this is supernatural insight into the spirit realm. So for me, sometimes I will see, I often see in people's eyes, then I know, like what's what. And then, and sometimes it's seeing the thing, like a picture of something in somebody's body, whatever. Then you can hear things as well. Like you can hear something happening. Wings, some people hear wings or whatever. You can hear some, there's a presence of something that is not godly. Also, on the flip side, you can also hear that there's an angelic thing. Sometimes when people are worshiping, people who can discern, who are very strong in this gift, can hear the angels singing along. So you're discerning, oh, good presence, you know? And then you can taste. You can taste. Some people will taste like, oh, some sulfuric kind of taste. It's like burning thing, and you're like, I don't know why I'm tasting this right now. I don't know what's going on. And then touch. Like it's the, that sensing thing. Like you can sense, have you ever been in a room? You get there. Somehow you're just unsettled in your spirit. You don't know what's going on. You'd, and you almost feel like you want to start rabbiing there. Because you don't know what's happening, but you know something is happening. So if you have had these kinds of experiences or whatever, you can ask God to sharpen it and tell you if you have the gift of discerning of spirits. And if you don't and you feel like that and you want it, this, we are told desire. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts, right? So it's really important that we do that. And then sometimes you go to a hotel room. Like I have problems with hotel rooms. <laughs> that first night sleep is difficult. You are there tossing, turning, you are dreaming funny dreams, you don't know what's going on. But now I've learned not to just sleep also. Like I go there, I must pray. Pray, pray, because you don't know who else has been in that room. So if you are very sensitive to the spirit realm, you will struggle to sleep in, in hotels and places like that. So you get into a hotel, you pray, pray, pray. So if, you've, if you're a traveler and you find... This makes sense. When I go places, the first two nights, I'm not sleeping. There you go. Ask the Lord, what is the story? What is the story? Yeah? So you can know what's happening there. So it's really important that we know these things. So when we think about this, it's important for us to remember something when we talk about these spiritual gifts. The gifts are for the common good. Yeah? And they should point to God and reveal his heart for people. So with the gift of discerning a spirit, please note, it's not the gift of suspicion. It's also not the gift of criticism. Because sometimes we are just there trying to, yeah, no, that, that's, I don't like her spirit. It's just. But the person's probably going through some stuff. They probably need just some loving. And then I'm, my, my, I'm not connecting with her spirit. I think there's something going on there. There's nothing going on there. Just love the people. Unless the Lord is telling you some concrete thing. Yeah? So these gifts are for the common good. And they should not be things that put you on the spotlight. It's to help people walk free. It's to help people get closer to God. It's to help us realize, okay, this is the price that Jesus paid for, for us to walk in complete freedom. So everything that we're talking about in the series, it's not so that we can be puffed up and think, I, get, I experience all these things. And you know what? If you are there and you're sitting here tonight and you think you can only have one gift, you are mis misled. You can have all. I function primarily in these ones and the gift of prophecy. I've occasionally functioned in the gift of healing as well. And tongues, we all speak tongues and all that. I want all of them. Why, why must I have five when there are nine? Why? So the idea is we need to desire these gifts because then imagine the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, when Jesus left, he was like, the Holy Spirit will come in with power. Power from on high. Power so that we can do what? Bring dominion. Souls. Get people to Jesus. Bring kingdom here to where we are. 
So it's important that we don't see these things as things that are far off. It's important that we see these things as things that we can actually grasp and actually have and walk in in our own lives. Okay? So we know in part and we prophesy in part. That's very important. So nobody knows everything except God. So when you're giving the word, it's okay to have one word. It's okay to have a phrase. You don't have to think, Lord, give me some more. You get what you need to get for that person. Only God knows everything. Okay? And then follow the way of love. There's, I think, 1 Corinthians 13 speaks about, if I can speak in the tongues of men, I can nah and prophesy, I can nah and nah and nah. If I don't have love, if I don't have love, all of that is in vain. So whatever we do, we must do it from the heart of love, God's love for people, God's love in our hearts for people, and then eagerly desire spiritual gifts. So as we close, if you can just stand with me, um, Simps, if you can come back. <laughs> so I want us, I just want to ask you tonight, who of you wants to operate in these gifts? Are we, are we all here in these gifts, right? So as we exercise our faith, as we play, please just tunalize nice volume there for us, Sven, for the keyboard. So these gifts are available to us. Do you believe that? They are available to you. Do you believe that? So it's not a, it's a Pastor Chris thing, it's a Pastor Hilmer thing, it's a Philip thing, it's a Shelter thing. It's not that. It's for all of us. It's for all of us. Okay. So I just want you to open your hands where you are right now. If you want to receive. God, we thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Where you are right now, just start to receive. Imagine him giving you these things physically, just whatever receiving looks like for you. Just imagine him depositing these things into your spirit right now, activating these gifts in your spirit right now. God, we thank you, Holy Spirit. now just receive from the Holy Spirit he's stirring up these gifts even the other gifts whatever gift you want from him right now just tell him Lord I want all of them whatever you want from him he says desire earnestly eagerly desire spiritual gifts whatever it is where you are right now it's for all of us yes Lord oh I receive I receive the <laughs> Oh, pour out more love, pour out more. Ah, yes, Lord, we want more of you, God. Stir up, stir up the gift. <laughs> stir up, fan into flame the gift that is within, Lord. Stir up right now, fan into flame the gift that is within, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, we just receive from you tonight, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Okay, if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want to invite you to come to the front. 
If there's anybody like that here tonight and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, why don't I just invite you to come to the front? Father, we thank you for your goodness, God. We thank you for your goodness, God. Holy Spirit, you are beautiful. We love you, Lord. Okay, so for a lot, just give me, bear with me two minutes, please. So what I want us to do now, did you receive the gifts? Are we convinced? Really? So I want you to turn to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor if you have a neighbor there. Quickly, one minute. I would like you to give your neighbor an encouraging word. Okay, I'm not going to put you in the deep end too much. But if you have a word of knowledge as you're with that person, if something just pops into your mind for that person right now, I want to encourage you. And if it's your bestie, please get a stranger or somebody you don't know. Okay? So I want to encourage Yes, Daniel and Pune. <laughs> Okay, so quickly, quickly, one minute. I see Philip is waiting there at the back. Find somebody you don't know. I want you to trust God for a word of knowledge. Anything, a word of knowledge. If you can't get a word of knowledge, give them a word of encouragement. I'm timing you. You've got one minute. Oh, I need to sit down. should be the second person talking now. No, church people like to talk. Amen, amen, amen. So if you still have if you still have a word for somebody when you are grabbing your juice and your tea there, you can give them that word. Can I just get one person or two people who got a word of knowledge that was accurate? Anybody? Yeah? You guys got a word of knowledge? That was okay. Great. Anybody else got a word of knowledge that was accurate? Oh, there's another one there. Anybody else at the back there? Fantastic. Anybody else? Woo! Well done, guys. Words of knowledge that were accurate. Just give yourself a hand tonight. Okay, so I'm just going to release you. Let's just um, come back here. So you can continue after this. When you're grabbing your tea, you can continue giving, blessing your person. So I just want to, let's just uh, stand for the, or turn to me for the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious towards you. And may he give you peace. May you have such a blessed week. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.